Welcome to Builder Funnel Radio. My name is Spencer Powell, the Inbound Marketing Director at Builder Funnel, and each week we bring you marketing and sales strategies for your home building or remodeling business. Thanks for joining me today. Let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome to episode two of Builder Funnel Radio. This is where we give you marketing and sales strategies in between your job sites. And with you today, we've got myself, Spencer. I'm the Inbound Marketing Director here at Builder Funnel, and I've got Stephen Fielding with me today. Hey, Stephen. Hey, Spencer. How are you doing today? Doing well. I'm excited for this show. We're going to be talking about marketing and kind of going back to the, the beginning, which is what is the purpose of marketing and why do we even why do we even care about this stuff? To kind of kick things off, I feel like when we just kind of think about marketing or especially when you know builders and remodelers are thinking about marketing it's kind of like tactics right it's signage it's website it's tv flyers we've got online blogs social media pay-per-click but really marketing is a lot more than that and a lot of people even go back to you know the classic what are the four p's of marketing where you've got product price, placement, and promotion. But even that, I feel like, doesn't give you the full picture because part of marketing's job is research. And if you're doing good customer research, you'll actually start to identify different problems and pains and needs and wants that your audience has. And those can actually shape and define your existing service or product or maybe even help you develop a new product or service that you didn't know your company was going to provide, but because you got this feedback, you're able to uh, add that in and really solve a true challenge. Uh, What what do you think about kind of that component of marketing, Stephen? Yeah, I, I definitely think that's kind of another aspect to it, the research aspect, because you know, so often a company has a product or a service and that it's what they're trying to promote and put out there. Um, but also what is very important is taking that and getting the constant feedback of your customers and prospects and even just simple website visitors and then making tweaks to not only the marketing strategy and sales process, but also potentially to the product or service itself to you know maximize value uh, for the customer and make sure that it's going to be the best possible product that they want. And it's not just simply about you know promoting a product or service, but you know creating a product or service that is going to help your audience. Yeah, absolutely. And granted, we've been talking about this example of uh, using marketing in a different way to actually shape and define your service. And um, I actually, a very simple example of that is there was a remodeling company and after talking to a lot of their customers, they realized that they could actually create this division within their company that was not just a handyman division, because I think that is a very natural next step for a lot of remodelers. They have have a big client base that they build up over time, and then all these customers want them to come back and just fix little things. But uh, it's actually, it was a monthly recurring service 
where the homeowner could subscribe basically for, you know, I think it was 200 or $300 a month and the company would come in and change all the light bulbs and touch up some paint and maybe do a little bit of landscaping, but basically just kind of a monthly home maintenance program and they would you know, have it on their list to once every year, six months to change out batteries and the smoke detectors and, you know, but this was a service that was developed out of marketing research and customer research. So I think that's kind of a cool example of how this can apply. Um, but granted, having said all that, marketing is also very much about, you know, the tactics and, you know, um, TV, radio, that sort of thing. And um, we kind of wanted to go back in time a little bit and talk about, you know, what marketing used to be, and then we'll bring it forward to today. But Stephen, you know, what did what did our world used to look like in in marketing? Yeah, it, so marketing used to be very pushy uh, because the companies that were doing the marketing controlled all the assets there. And back in the day, before internet and everything, um, companies would put out their message, and that's all you knew about them until you actually bought their product. But there were no, you know, review sites. There, there were no um, online databases, and just now it, it's much different. But um, some of the marketing is still that way. But it's definitely been transitioning, and, and you know about this. You know, think television. Um, you're just watching, and they put it out there. You only know what's getting put out there. Same thing with you know radio, billboards, direct mail. And it very much put the power into the hands of the company um, that was marketing. And um, but I think today that's beginning to shift. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, all these kind of traditional channels, you know, TV, radio, they're very much that push, you know, marketing where I've got this message and I want to put it out there in front of my audience, and I'm just gonna kind of blast it and. It's, uh, it tends to be less personalized because it is very broad, I guess, in its approach. You know, so you think TV and you can, sure, you can target different channels. Maybe you're, you know, maybe if you're on ESPN, you know kind of that demographic that watches that, or you might know the demographic that watches, you know, Fox News or something like that, but it's still a very broad sweeping audience and I feel like that's what all those traditional channels had in common. I mean you think about a billboard and you're going, okay, yes, literally everybody, you know, driving down that particular road. So uh, yeah, that that model is is slowly uh, but surely dying off, you know, as we look at some of these newer channels. Yeah, and now and nowadays it's you know, even with T V radio, billboards, direct mail um, you know, if you see a TV commercial about something, you can just jump online and research that thing. Same thing with radio or billboards. If you see a billboard marketing product or service, you're like, oh, that sounds that sounds interesting or that sounds cool or something I may want. You know, one of the first inclinations today is just to jump online and see and learn more about that thing. Um, and back before, it wasn't so much that way. You saw it and you were like, oh, that's cool. And the next you would either have to call someone um, because that was the, the main way to reach them or to go into a physical store location to get more details about it. 
Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned that because I like that example a lot, and it, I think it works uh, with any of those outbound channels, but let's use TV as an example. Let's say you know, you're getting ready for your day in the morning, you're making breakfast, you got your coffee, and you got you know, the TV on watching the news, and a commercial comes on about you know, carpet cleaning, and you're like, oh yeah, I gotta clean my, uh, clean my carpets, or I gotta get that scheduled. So you finish getting ready, you drive into the office, you get to the office, and then it hits you again. You're like, oh yeah, I gotta get that scheduled. And so to your point, Stephen, you you know you hop online and you go and look up you know carpet cleaning companies or you know whatever it is. And the thing I think that's interesting is the transition between TV and online, or radio and online, or billboards and online is the outbound channel. TV, radio, billboard, created the awareness. Oh yeah, I need carpet cleaning. But then when you go online, do you really remember whose commercial it was? You know, most likely not. And so you know, oh yeah, I need this service. So you type in carpet cleaning Denver or whatever it is. And now you've got this menu list of other options. And there's a good chance that the company doing the TV commercials is maybe not doing a good job online in terms of their marketing. So they actually promoted somebody else's business. Somebody else is going to take that business. Yeah, definitely. And it's, it's very interesting that you say that because, you know, it used to be where you see the carpet cleaning commercial and then, you know, you would be like, oh, I need my carpets clean. So you either need, you just probably would just need to call them and set up that appointment, you know, physically on the phone. Um, and then the reminders would not be, oh, I can just go online and do this, you know, find out, look up carpet cleaning companies or find out which one it's a commercial for. Um, but you would need to like remember that, write down the phone number and then give them a call um, versus today where, you know, generally if you watch that ad and there's a deal or something, you could just go online. But, you know, to the point that you were saying, Spencer, now it's, much different because if you have commercial on TV and they forget about it for one second, then they're like, oh, what was that company? They need to go online and then they need to um, like find that company again. Sometimes the ad results or the organic search results in Google or another search engine will give you either different companies to choose from or um, better deals. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. And I mean, you know, here we've been talking about this example of actually watching TV and watching a commercial, but really where things have gone and we're already pretty much there is people are blocking out all those ads, you know, so we've got DVR, we've got Netflix, you know, we've got On Demand, we've got Spotify and Pandora. So we've eliminated all of our TV commercials and all of our radio commercials. Uh, still hard to avoid those billboards, but you know, we're as consumers, we've gotten really good at blocking out these outbound channels. And I think that's where it's going. Consumers, and this goes for the home building industry or modeling industry as well, consumers have gotten smarter and they've also began to realize that a lot of the advertising and marketing out there was very intrusive and kind of disrupting the day-to-day -day lives. And it's been more towards that shift now where people don't want to be sold to all the time in that manner. And that's why companies like Netflix and 
Spotify has done so well. Um, Spotify, for example, gives you a premium free model where there are advertisements and you can pay and then you don't have those anymore and it's just like a continuous stream. And then Netflix, of course, is also a paid service where you have no commercials whatsoever and you can just choose whatever you want to watch. Um, and so I think it's like moving towards, you know, definitely that direction with no advertising and things like that. But the interesting thing uh, for us to think about, I think, is that how does that affect the home building and remodeling industries when people do not necessarily want to be sold to all the time with these intrusive marketing tactics? Yeah, yeah, you make a good point. And just to jump back to that for a second, I think it's fascinating that as consumers, we're willing to pay to avoid commercials, you know, so that tells you right there how much we, we want to avoid these traditional advertisements. Um, but yeah, you're right, you know, we really need to think about, okay, so that's clear that the shift has been made and it's continuing to go more in that direction of how do we block out ads. And so what does that really mean today and how people are researching I think probably a lot of our listeners have experienced it. You know, somebody walks into a model home and they already know 90% of what they need to know, or maybe even more, or they call up your modeling company and they've already seen all of your projects. They know how your process works. They know every, all the reviews that you have because they've found it all online. And so what does that do from one, how we handle our marketing, but two, it also starts to look at, you know, where does sales come into the picture and they're coming into the picture a lot later, you know, probably that 70 to 90% of the way through the process. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, there's definitely that the shift in power has occurred from what marketing used to be to what it is uh, today, you know, before companies and corporations, agencies had all the power and they chose what was put out and what you saw, um, but now with the internet and everything, as you said, Spencer, people know 90% of what they, you know, they're 90% through the sales process by the time they even get to a salesperson. So um, now today, the consumer has all of that power. So the salesperson's, you know, role here has definitely shifted, and also marketing's role because it's much bigger now. Because um, with marketing today it has you know become more of how do we get this product or service out there and what do people want to know about it because really marketing today is shifted towards being more you know getting your product and service out there yes but also being as helpful as possible to help people understand what you have to offer in you know more of a friendly accommodating manner versus a pushing and intrusive manner yeah, it's really this whole idea of inbound and kind of pull marketing rather than that push where we're just pushing our message out there, which is how can we answer our customers' questions, or our potential customers' questions, and how can we create content on our website, on our social media profiles that is interesting to them, is helpful to them. Uh, and like you said, Stephen, the power is all in their hands and so it's really become very focused on what does the consumer want to see from a marketing perspective and you almost flip flip the switch and you go okay i'm building my marketing plan and thinking about the content i want to create online i go if i was 
basically looking for this service, what would I want to find? What you know, content would I want to read? What information? And uh, I think that's why we're starting to see just more and more information online. And I, I think a good example of that is with uh, the remodeling industry, that is something where pricing would have never been on the website ever. And that's something that's very common and we're doing that actually with a lot of our clients is creating pricing pages. And you can't obviously give exact pricing, but you can talk about it in a very open and honest way and what factors into that. Yeah, a very good example, Spencer. And actually, um, as you know, one of the inbound marketing strategists here at Builder Funnel, um, we were just working on a project like this for one of our uh, remodeling clients. And, you know, what happened was is no one is talking about cost of projects, um, which is very interesting because um, a big myth is that, like, if I talk about cost, then my competitors are going to know and they're going to undercut me when <laughs> in actuality, like, a lot of times they already know. Um, but when you talk about it first and kind of create that benchmark, you're the one people are going to be looking at um, for cost examples and, and kind of just to speak to how important it is in this client's area. Um, no one was talking about, you know, project costs. So the only way to get the information would be to, you know, go into a company and talk to them about what you wanted. I want my kitchen remodeled or what have you, and then go through that process to get to, okay, now this would be a general estimate. Um, but because we were the first to talk about it in this area and city, um, they just shot up straight to the first page of Google for anything related to kitchen remodeling costs, kitchen renovation costs, same thing with bathrooms and additions, because no one was talking about it. But typically it's one of the first things that someone who's looking to remodel their house is looking for. They're, they're, they're looking for you know a reputable company, they're looking at costs and timeline and some of these other big question big questions here and no one ever talks about it so kind of that inbound approach would be tackling some of these subjects that people really want to know about and getting to you know put that out there first so that you come across as a helpful you know reputable company that is putting their customers first yeah, it really adds a level of transparency that a lot of consumers want today. You know, they want to look at all the information online beforehand. And so the companies that are able and willing to talk about some of these topics that maybe are traditionally, like you said, there's kind of a, a fear or a myth around putting this information out there. But uh, that really goes a long way in the mind of the, the end consumer because they go, oh, okay, wow, this company is basically saying, hey, here's why pricing is a certain way, here's what could factor into it, here's generally what this project would cost, and if you can showcase that, then they can get a good idea of uh, whether they're a good fit for your company or not. And I think part of the fear is that, oh, we'll scare people away, but I think I look at it by the kind of the other side of that coin is if people are scared away by your pricing, do you even want to talk to them and spend all that time getting to know them and learn about their project if they're just going to go, oh, well, that's way too much. You know, that's too much for me. So um, really, I think marketing today in a way is researching what people want to know 
and then creating that content in, and displaying it in a way that's easy to digest and easy to consume, whether that's video, audio, you know, you're listening to this podcast right now, or just written content. Definitely, Spencer. And to kind of speak a little bit to how, you know, what marketing is like today, um, and going off of, you know, some of these different channels we've been talking about, uh, like, you know, we're recording this podcast, and, you know, hopefully you guys are finding a lot of value in it. Also, like video and some of these other channels, like search search engines and things like that, um, wanted to share a few statistics with you guys concerning some of the online channels today. Um, and so, you know, speaking to the home building remodeling industries, um, thought this statistic would be good for you guys. Uh, today, 72% of consumers who did a local search visited a store within five miles. And so considering that statistic, being online, not only online, but promoting your business in a local market is more important than ever because people are doing those local searches, say a home builder in my area, and they're going to be, that's how they're finding you now. Um, sure, they may see billboards and everything, but so many people are doing searches every day. Um, and actually, Google gets over 100 billion searches a month. Uh, and so just capturing a little bit of that online equity and getting your business in front of that is, is very important today. Um, and then also to speak to that, 61% uh, of marketers say improving SEO and growing their organic presence is one of their top, if not the top, marketing priority. Um, and so marketers today are highly considering this and you know working on their SEO or search engine optimization and getting up higher in search engines there. Yeah, I mean, there's just so many channels, you know, today, and I feel like marketing is very fragmented, you know, and so we just listed off a few different mediums, but even when you just think about online, which is where people go first, which is why we're going to be spending a lot of time, uh, you know, this episode and, and future episodes talking about the digital landscape is you've got, you know, search engines, you can work on your organic, but then there's paid then you've got, um, you know, YouTube is a video search engine, but now we open the door to video. So we're looking at that as a channel and a medium. You've got podcasts, you've got social media, which is just a, a mix of everything under the sun, uh, very heavy with imagery and video promoted on social, um, but all the different platforms, you know, Facebook, Instagram, House, Pinterest, you know, there's Snapchat, not really sure that applies uh, heavily to our industry, but uh, but it might soon because we've got this wave of, uh, I think is it the Gen Xers that are moving through and they pretty much are only on Snapchat. And um, so I think when I look at the landscape, it's very fragmented. And so it's important that you put some tools in place to be able to track your efforts because I feel like the go-to is, I gotta be on, I gotta have a blog, I gotta be on social media, I gotta be on all these channels. It's like, it's good to test, but make sure you're actually doing a true test and are you getting traffic from those channels or are you getting leads from those channels? So um, I think today it just, it just looks very fragmented. Yeah, definitely. And with all these different social channels and then, you know, we're talking about uh, blogging and creating content for your online market. 
and then also of course you know sending out emails and other you know things that are going on today text message text messaging and um some of those other platforms apps you know all of these things that seems very much overwhelming so in some cases with you know our industry here uh it's important to you know research the landscape and see what is going to be effective um for example right now um a network like snapchat or um you know some of these newer networks may not be as effective but also what is very effective for our industry would be house and having a fully optimized house profile and creating content and new projects and things on the house and getting reviews there so that you can help your audience understand your business. Uh, another thing to think about here is social media in general. If you guys are thinking, uh, like, do we really even need it? Like, there there may not be that much, you know, um, equity there as far as like actually creating real business for us. Well, the thing to think about now is that like one third of the world uses social networks regularly, and that's only growing. Facebook being you know, the biggest one, and even with Facebook, you think, oh, I share, you know, funny videos or I personal updates. Um, 74% of people say they use Facebook for professional purposes as well. And that number goes even higher for, you know, networks like LinkedIn. Um, so people are interested in brands on social media. And of course, it is a balance because people don't want to be advertised to or sold to all the time. But if you put your brand out there and then provide helpful content around, you know, building a home or remodeling, a lot of people want to build a home um, or remodel their house, and they're interested in hearing more about it. But they want to hear things that are going to help them, not just, you know, it's going to be a remodel, it's going to cost this much, and we're going to, you know, not start that process until you talk to us. But they want to start researching and getting into that and getting excited about it. And then when they come to you, they'll be like, you guys put out so much great stuff that, you know, we're really interested in working with you, and now we're ready to move on in that process. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, there's definitely a blend of needing to provide helpful content and then occasionally drop in some ways to you know sell but social media is very much a place to be that which is be social and it's a good way to humanize the brand and connect with people as people you know and that's why i think social media is so popular is because people are very social you know we like to interact and talk to each other and share things um but Stephen, you know, we've been talking about this changed landscape and how it's so fragmented and kind of this new approach of being helpful and, and pulling people in. But, you know, maybe if we had to kind of distill down a few good takeaways for today for our listeners, you know, how do how do remodelers and home builders today, how can they keep up with the times in this this landscape? Yeah, definitely, Spencer. Um, so how to keep up with the times here um, there's a few things to think about now the shift has gone ever more towards this online um, online world here and so um, you know here are just a few tips that you guys can use um, to you know better market to your audience and meet them where they are uh, and so you know one of them would be definitely your website is important Having, having a good design, creating content consistently on your website by blogging. Now, it may seem overwhelming, but even just one blog a month um, or just consistently, like however often you choose, 
um, creating new content and talking about either projects you're working on or things that your customers are constantly asking about, whether that be, you know, what kind of countertop should I put in my kitchen and why does that matter and what options are available to me? And so talking about things like that, but also, um, you know, in addition to having a good website and consistently creating content on there would be being active on social media, wherever that may be. And in our industry, you know, I would say if you can't do that much to start, then make sure you have a house profile and have a few of your projects and some nice photos up on there. And then make sure you have a Facebook business page um, where, you know, people can find you on Facebook. It is, you know, as of now, it's definitely still the largest social network with no signs of stopping at this point. And so just being active on social media and not stretching yourself too thin, you know, if you just start out, you don't need Facebook and Snapchat and Instagram and Pinterest and everything all at once, but just starting slow and working on posting consistently, however often that may be, on those networks just to get started, that will do wonders for your brand. Um, and then uh, two more things would just be actively engaging with your audience, whether that's through forms they fill out on your website um, or through email um, or on social media. And then finally, um, just consider this, you know, helping before you, before you sell helping people before you sell so that, you know, we're here to market and promote our products. And sometimes, you know, people are ready to buy. Um, and sometimes they're in the research phase, but they will soon be into that phase. And so if you kind of put the customer first and have that customer centric mindset and like, how can I help them have the best home building or remodeling experience possible and thinking of that first. And if that is kind of a core value, um, people will flock to the business because that is, you know, very important in today's marketing landscape. Awesome. Yeah, those are those are some great takeaways, I think, for our, our audience here. And uh, I'm just going to add in one more thing, and that is if you've got um, Google Analytics set up, that's awesome. You know, I would say start looking at the different channels that you're actually receiving traffic from, whether that's Facebook or a referral website or your house profile. And if you can set up lead conversion tracking so that you can actually see when somebody fills out your contact us form, tracking that back to where they actually came from. and. Uh, there are other tools that allow you to do that, but I know everybody pretty much has Google Analytics, so I like to use that as kind of the, the baseline. But um, the big takeaway for me in that is that you need to track where your traffic and leads are coming from. Um, but I think with that, we will get ready to wrap here. And so next episode, we're going to be talking about the inbound me marketing methodology in more detail, which is okay, we've talked about how this landscape has changed, it's very fragmented, and now let's get into the weeds and really talk about how do we attract people in this, uh, this new landscape? How do we attract them to our website? How do we convert them? Um, and how do we actually get them to become new customers? So that's what we've got in store for you next. And with that, we will wrap. So I just encourage everybody to subscribe to Builder Funnel Radio, you know, as we, uh, continue the podcast. The more people that subscribe, the, the better guests we can bring on. We can um, get some people from some different publications and, and get you guys some really uh, cool people to listen to and have some better takeaways. So 
please subscribe to Builder Funnel Radio. And if you're looking for more marketing and sales uh, strategies and tactics, check out our website, builderfunnel.com. We've got a resources page there where you can download all kinds of stuff uh, for free. And then definitely check us out on Facebook and Instagram where you can get to know a little bit more of our team. We're always sharing some photos there of what we're up to. Um, and with that, we will wrap. So I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Builder Funnel Radio. Thanks for joining us today on Builder Funnel Radio. Don't forget to visit www.builderfunnel.com for tons of free marketing and sales resources. And if you ever need hands-on help implementing your marketing and sales system, just send a quick note to radio at builderfunnel.com. And as we close for today, remember, never stop learning. See you next time.